from the ESPN 690 and the Levine Studios. This is Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 with Brent Martineau and Austin Lane. For sure, yeah, I think that's that's big when you know your your coach has been there, he's been in your shoes, he's played quarterback, and then too, like having that success at this level as a head coach. You know, he's won a Super Bowl, seen his run with the Eagles, all those things. Um, being able to lean on that for him to help us is is huge. Obviously, that's the goal is to is to win a Super Bowl, and that's going to remain the goal until we get there. So. Having someone that's done it and knows how to do it, that helps a lot and, and gives us a lot of confidence. And just, we like, so far, it's been great to see kind of how he runs things. That is Trevor Lawrence, this relationship just in its infancy with Doug Peterson. But we know it's important, head coach, quarterback. And everything will filter through those two gentlemen down in that building, really, as Doug Peterson leads the way. And, uh, well, Trevor Lawrence kind of leads the way out on that field and continues to grow as a football player in the NFL. Brent Martineau, Austin Lane, Casey Kurtz. I asked uh, Trevor this today for an upcoming story we have, which we'll share some of that uh, reaction. But I'm going to ask you the same question I asked him. Is it like fact or fiction when it comes to learning playbooks? Because... Like, I think this, it's a very simplistic look with two different players. Alex Smith took forever to get rolling in his career. Mm. He's like the best example of lack of continuity. I think he had seven different offensive coordinators in seven years. Mm -hmm. You look at a guy like Tom Brady, who's obviously brilliant, but I think he had three. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I think that was it. And so to me, that speaks volumes about continuity. But how much, again, defense a little bit different. You play in the NFL how much does it hamper him going into a new system, his growth, that he has to learn it, the verbiage, the this, the that, the details? Uh, is, is that a significant thing that we just don't really, we're like, yeah, whatever, figure it out as from the outside looking in? Yeah, I mean, I think it's, it's definitely a significant thing. Um, you know, coming from someone who, who played on the defensive line where the playbooks and the terminology – uh, was a lot smaller. Even I, like, felt a little overwhelmed sometimes when I was in Kansas City just because it was just so, in, in terms of the wrinkles and the calls and everything, it was just, it, it, it was a play, it was, you know, it was just a lot more to learn to try to digest than what I was accustomed to in Jacksonville under Mel Tucker's defense or running a 4-3. Uh, when I played another kind of like that Rex Ryan 3-4 defense when we had Bob's, uh, yeah, it was Sutton, it would have been, mm -hmm. um, as a defensive coordinator in Kansas City, it was just, it was vastly different. Now, if you couple that with an offensive playbook, which is larger, and then obviously being the quarterback where you have to be responsible for what every person does and, and every call that you have to make, yeah, I think it can definitely be a, a tough task, especially if you're not really accustomed to at least some of the terminology in the schemes. Like, you know, that's the thing about coaching trees, right, where um, if you played for Andy Reid and then you go play for Doug Peterson, one would think that, you know, some of the terminology, some of the, the philosophies are somewhat the same just because that's where Doug Peterson came from. So Trevor Lawrence doesn't have that luxury, though, right? Because he came from college, played under a, an Urban Meyer or whoever's calling the shots, um, you know, and that offense, and now he's got a, a brand-new scheme, a brand-new terminology. So, yeah, I think it is a lot uh, for Trevor Lawrence to take in, and we probably aren't going to see the full extent of the offense maybe any time this year. You know, it, it takes years to pick up. It takes reps after reps after reps. And keep in mind what we're talking about here. 
We're talking about a second-year quarterback that is now playing with some new receivers. We're probably playing with maybe another receiver, depending on how the draft works out. So there's a lot right now that Trevor Lawrence has to digest, and he's got to put his best foot forward and do the best that he can this first year. Here yeah, and with, and with a new playbook. I'll just paraphrase what he told me when I asked him a little bit about that. It's like what you'd like to be able to do, and I fully understand this. Listen, he'll have the offense down, okay? Mm-hmm. He'll have the verbiage. He'll he'll command the offense. I think at times last year, we've talked about this. I think he do the offense better than some of those guys running the plays mm-hmm. to the point where he was thrown to a spot and some of those guys like LaVisca were not in the right spot. That was my interpretation of it. But um, I think what he said today was really interesting. And, yeah, it has its challenges to learn a new system, but it's really what you miss is the, the details and how to, like, grow from that offense to that next step. And that really speaks to what you just said is, like, hey, we won't see this full offense – because, to be honest with you, it takes more than a year. It takes two years or maybe even three years to really know it, like the back of your hand, right? To yeah. be um, just, you don't have to think about anything. And then you find these, it's like watching a great movie, right? If you go watch a great movie, and some people, I don't do this very often, but a lot of people like to watch a movie and then watch it three times over. Mm-hmm. And then that second and third time over, you're like, hey, I understand the movie. I saw the movie. I liked the movie. I didn't like the movie, whatever. But I saw it again, and I oh, I didn't catch it the first time around. I didn't catch it the second time around. Well, that's what an offensive playbook, I that's what I kind of took away from it. It's like he thinks he knows most of it or all of it and is comfortable with it. But when he does it two years in a row, he'll be like, oh, I missed that. I could have done that better. I could do yeah. this better, you know? I'm reminded of, and this was probably, man, this might have been when I was actually still playing. So this was a while ago. But I remember when they showed, it was Monday Night Football I was watching, the Saints were playing. Uh, they are playing at home. I'm not sure who they are. I can't remember who they are playing. But, like, before the game started, I was watching the pregame, and they had a, a segment with Drew Brees and Sean Payton. You know, two guys that have a pretty good relationship when, when they, you know, when Drew Brees was playing and they had a lot of success together. And Drew Brees had a lot of success in playing the quarterback position. But, like, they went through just, like, some of the play calls that they're going to do that game, like, that night. And then it got to the point of, like, where Peyton would go, okay, what happens if the defense chucks to this? Then Drew Brees would literally rattle off, like, 25 different terms. I, I mean, no one could follow along. Yeah, even, yeah. even if you're like you were playing them that night, like you couldn't scout and say, oh, that's what they're trying. Like, it was impossible to read. But it was almost like, you know, it was almost like a like a rap group where like one dude went and the other guy went. You know, it was just that they fed off each other so well. Well, I'm 100% confident to say you couldn't do that right now with Trevor Lawrence and Doug Peterson. You, you simply couldn't. You know, th- that takes time. That takes years and years of chemistry and feeding off each other to know exactly uh, of what's going on. And, and that will take Trevor Lawrence time. Not to say that he can't pick it up quicker than maybe even Drew Brees did. I'm just saying it does take time. But when you do get that, well, you get something special. Yeah, and I think that's – that. Will, can we ever get to that point, right? And you hope. You have three or four years of continuity around here. Doug Peterson gets this right. They show enough growth because – you know, we really just have it. You go all the way back to when they tried to reset this thing. I'll go under Shotcon, right? Uh, they had one year with Malarkey, yeah. with Gabbert. See you later, right? Then they had this bridge year, and then they have uh, Bortles coming in. He's with Jed Fish, and then he's with Greg Olson, and then he's with Nathaniel Hackett, and he has a little continuity with Hackett, and that's when he has his best year. And then Hackett soon after is fired like the next year, and then they're making changes, and then they're adding coaches, and then they're making more changes, and they never get it right. I mean, we really just haven't had it. Like, I brought up the Alex Smith example, but it's not that far off. Yeah. The difference is there's been different coaches. There have been different general managers. There's been different offensive coordinators. There's been different quarterbacks in all of that. 
my goodness, if we could seriously, and we'll see, yeah. if we could get Doug Peterson, Press Taylor, and Trevor Lawrence for three years, like three years, yeah. I'd love to see what this looks like because, quite frankly, we've never seen that around. Well, not never, but we haven't seen that around here. Well, and this is the beauty, and people want to ask all the time, what, what is the deal with offensive coordinators being head coaches? And why does it seem like the league now is gravitating towards head coaches, you know, being offensive-minded guys? Well, what's the most important position in football? Quarterback. Of course. What happens if a quarterback has success? Um, and it's a defensive-minded coach or a special teams coach. That offensive coordinator is going to go someplace else and be a head coach, yep. right? Like, you, you see that right now happening in Buffalo, right? Now, yeah, I'm sure Josh Allen will pick up the new playbook and it'll be fine, but losing a guy in Dabble or Dable, that's huge. Yeah. So anytime that you can shore up a head coach who is an offensive-minded guy where you know you have him, if he has success, he's probably going to go anywhere. He's probably going to stay where he's at. That helps you out as well because that's what it's all about is stability, a stability. And that's what you get when you have an offensive-minded guy at the helm. You get that stability for the most important position in football. When you have a defensive-minded guy, when you have a special teams type of coach, like a, you know, we'll say like a uh, Jim or John Harbaugh is yeah. a special teams guy. Well, then you run the risk of eventually if that coordinator does well like he's supposed to do, well, then there's other avenues. There's other channels that that guy can go and probably be a head coach someplace else. And now all of a sudden your quarterback is hampered because of that. So that to me has always been the advantage of having an offensive-minded guy that likes to call the plays as your head coach because stability is the most important thing. And you know if you're having success on the field, it doesn't matter. That coach is going to stay there. Yeah, so I, I think uh, it's a fascinating part. I, I, it's a glance over on a lot of different respects because a lot of people have had to do it. But the book and the system and the getting used to it. Now, Trevor did say this to me. He said, hey, I think because I've been in the NFL system and I see the differences between college and the NFL, that will help. Mm -hmm. But I still think there will be intricacies to this thing uh, that, quite frankly, I, I think you nailed it. I really do. I, I think we'll see some of this offense, but we won't really get the full potential of this offense. They won't get the full potential of this offense maybe until 2023. Mm -hmm. And it might be midway through. And I'm not even sure that's a long enough window. Maybe it's longer than that. Uh, but if you do see some sh signs and growth, and, and by the way, when I say that, like, yeah, they'll know 80% of it. Uh, we're talking about the final 10%, final 20%, the intricacies of the game or, or of the playbook or of the offense that, hey, sooner or later you figure that out. Mm -hmm. And uh, maybe that's a difference maker yeah. for a guy like Trevor Lawrence. So um, we said this a couple, we've been talking about Trevor quite a bit now this week. I think the one thing that's really cool about the situation in Jacksonville is despite losing so much in the last couple of years, let's just take the small snippet of the last couple of years, and we take four wins in two years, two consecutive number one overall picks, even as bad as this organization has been, they've never picked number one overall until last year, and now they've done it twice in a row. Mm -hmm. I mean, think about that for a second. It's amazing. But as bad as all those things are, and that's the reality, it was bad. It's been bad, even in the small microcosm of the last couple of years. I really do feel like there is a lot of confidence in Trevor Lawrence, in who he is, what he can do, his ability still. Like, I don't even sense that's wavered a bit inside the organization, sure. even externally outside the organization. That is different. That's different than around here. 
Anytime this team has struggled, where do we always point to? Anytime any team struggles, we go right to the quarterback. Well, he's mm-hmm. got to fix this problem and that problem and this problem and this problem. I don't – certainly, he's going to play better. Mm-hmm. But I don't think we're asking a lot of the questions we've asked of other teams in the league and even other quarterbacks here in Jacksonville in the past. And that's a little bit refreshing, and I guess that gives me uh, maybe a false sense of confidence <laughs> going no, forward, I mean, but it's it a should. nice thing. No, it should, because keep in mind who we're talking about here. I mean, there was a reason why we all celebrated when the New York Jets won that game and then the Jaguars were getting their one pick. I don't think that's wavered at all. Yeah. You know, and especially after after one year, it, it's hard to get uh, a true definition of what you have at the quarterback position, especially on a team that was, some, you know, a big dumpster fire this past year with Urban Myers. So we, we didn't get a, a really great – I mean, we have the sample size, but we didn't get a true sample because of just all the the other just criteria that helped form this, you know, problem we have right now, let's just say. So, yeah, to, you need a better, I think, idea of what Trevor Lawrence is and who this team is now that it's more stable with a guy like Doug Peterson. Now, let's be honest, and I, this isn't going to happen, but if he does have kind of the same numbers as he did last year, well, then, yeah, now you got to start questioning things. Now you got to start worrying, I think, a little bit. But, I mean, he's going to have all the pieces, I believe, or at least most of the pieces, to succeed. He's going to have a lot more confidence going into a second year, and he's got a coach that should probably have his back and can bring out the best of him. So all all the signs are there for Trevor Lawrence to succeed, and people should be optimistic and intrigued by it. I'm going to ask you a question. I also asked Trevor, and I'll share his answer down the road. What concerns you more, the 12 touchdowns or the 17 picks? Uh, 17 picks. Does it? Probably the turnovers. Yeah. Because 12 touchdowns is a low number. It is. Yeah. Like a really low number. Uh, like, I mean, remember when you can, felt like halfway decent about Blake, even though he had thrown 18 touch, eighteen picks, he threw 35 touchdowns that year. Sure, That was sure. in year two. Yeah. And, like, I know I, I know a lot of people said it was garbage time. and under, But, like, I still would always say, it was like, hey, I get that it was garbage time and some of that talk is there and, and that might be real. Mm-hmm. But it still ain't easy to throw 35 touchdowns at the NFL. For sure. I say that about Jameis Winston. I know he threw a lot of picks, but he also threw a lot of touchdowns. Yeah, I, I think the touchdowns, because there's a couple times where guys are probably wide open that he missed them. So he probably wants some of those plays back. I think the interceptions, some were at the fault of the receivers in terms of, you know, I guess guys dropping them and stuff. But at, at, at the same time, like, as a quarterback, the most important thing is you don't turn the ball over. Yeah. Right? So, I, I mean, both you, you want to see drastically changed, but I think – being a quarterback, you always worry about turning the ball over. Yeah, and that's fair. I think, uh, I think. well, by the way, that's kind of how he would have answered it, too. But I think okay. both numbers are not unbelievable. Yeah. <laughs> not going to knock your socks off. <laughs> so, uh, uh, year two for Trevor, I mean, maybe underway even months ago or weeks ago, but now really feels like it's uh, it's getting cooking. Here's the deal for the Jags to go this offseason conditioning. You know, they're still working kind of on their own. They're not allowed on the practice field yet, which, by the way, the practice field is not really the practice field because practice field is all torn up. The game field's all torn up. The flex field, at least, is operable. Why is the field torn up? Is it for Monster Jam? Well, uh, no, I think uh, I saw old dirt on the um, stadium field, which my guess is they're resodding. Oh, okay. You know, after whatever events and getting it ready for them to be able to go practice on. Yes. Because in the spring, they're going to practice a little bit mm-hmm. on that field and inside on the flex field. But I think we already talked a little bit about this. I don't know if everybody's caught up. They're actually going a bus to Episcopal, you know, in training camp. Yeah. At times, and they'll use the flex field too, but they'll be 
I don't know how much of the main field they'll use in training camp because that will want to be ready for games and they're not going to want to tear that up. Maybe occasionally they'll use it, but they're going to actually uh, use Episcopal uh, for the most part during that time frame. So, uh, anyway, big day at Jags today, or, or I wouldn't say big day, but a, a cool day because they're back at it. The players are back, and uh, Shaq Griffin talking a little bit, Travis Etienne talking, and also uh, Trevor Lawrence talking. And I think we'll get uh, that sprinkled in over these next uh, couple of weeks as we ramp up toward the draft, uh, which now is 16 days away until the Jaguars make that selection. Uh, with a lot of Trayvon Walker buzz yeah, uh, going on. Um, by the way, it wasn't just uh, – what do we talk about? Oh, it wasn't just Peter Schrager yesterday. I think okay. I know Chris Collinsworth is another guy that did that, that said it yesterday. I saw that later on in the day. Is this, is this PFF, Chris Collinsworth? It is. Okay. And, and, yeah, and I, mm-hmm. again, mm-hmm. who's leaking that out? I don't know. Like, why are two big <laughs> names in from Schrager and Collinsworth – Obviously not coming from a team. I don't think that's a team thing. Is that an agent for Trayvon Walker? They're trying to drive him up the board. You, like, you, don't, think, you don't think it's a bulky thing? I really don't. Is, aren't him and is, aren't Schrager and Bulky pretty close or not? No, I don't not think really. So. I think okay. the, I think if anybody around here has been linked to Bulky, it would be Rappaport. Okay, um, gotcha. and that's not to say Rappaport didn't share it with somebody else at the NFL yeah, Network. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of ways to do this, right? Mm-hmm. So. But again, I, there's no. I talked about this yesterday. There's no reason for the Jags to want to smoke screen, screen Trayvon Walker unless they really feel like somebody behind him is hot on him. Yeah. You know, and maybe there is somebody. Yeah. Uh, I think there's plenty of people interested in Walker. Mm-hmm. I just don't know if I find anybody that's like, oh my gosh, I gotta have X person in this draft. Well, it, so it, it might be the fact of like if they're sitting at five or something where it's like, all right, you have a feeling that, you know. I mean, I don't know. I, I think, like, it doesn't hurt to smokescreen it. Yeah. I, I just think that there might be a team out there that knows, okay, Hutchinson's probably going to be off the board. Maybe Thibodeau will be off the board. Well, Hutchinson's like, our, our, I mean, um, Walker's our next guy, and if the Jaguars are interested in him, well, maybe we got to move up a little bit. You know, so I, I think, I mean, there could be something to the smokescreen or long arms, Trent Bulky's infatuated. <laughs> well, so, or, you know. or how about this, though? I don't think there's anything wrong. I would, if I was an agent, maybe push my guy up a little bit more as much as I can. Of course. Right? Yeah. I mean, it's all about the brand, the recognition. Maybe he just wants to get uh, an endorsement for the guy. Yeah. <laughs> you know, no, it's like, sure. hey, this could be the number one overall pick. You might want to cash in now before it becomes the number one overall pick. Does it bother you? And maybe I'm incorrect here, but I saw Mechie is visiting the Jaguars. Does it bother me? That no, well, hang on. I'm, I'm, that's correct, right? He's visiting the Jaguars. Yeah. You see that? Okay. He's the only wide receiver so far that's visited the Jaguars. Does that bother you? I believe he's the only wide receiver. Um, well, I, I got to be true to myself here. I think the visits are a colossal waste of time. Okay. <laughs> so, like, All I right. don't, I don't think that matters. Okay. Um, so you don't think the Thibodeau not visiting doesn't matter at all? Does someone be interested in him? Yeah. Okay. I I firmly believe that, and I can't remember now who it was that they didn't go to like their pro day or didn't go to someone, and then ended up picking. And this wasn't Balky and Peterson, obviously. Yeah. Different regime was years ago. Now was I can't even a, remember. Was it a top round? Like a, oh, it was top. Yeah. It was like I mean, it might have been somebody like it wasn't Dante Fowler, but uh, oh my gosh, I can't I can't remember. Okay. But there was a story like that, right? Like that they, they didn't go. Sure. What was really more intriguing? I is, mean, did that pick pan out, or did that pick end up not? 
panning out. I have to go. I have to go visit. That, I mean, I think that would say well, something well, too. By the way, the odds are it didn't. Well, I mean, if it was like, <laughs> hey, if it was Jalen Ramsey or somebody, and then okay, it was Ramsey, it was Miles was, Jack. All right. I was trying to think of who it might have been, and I don't think that was it. I, again, I, well, then there you go. Visit. You, you know? might. I think it could cause alarm for a lot of folks, or not alarm, but I think it could be an interesting nugget for a lot of people. I'm just telling you, I just. I said this the other day on the show. I was like, what the hell do the visits even do? I mean, sometimes they come with like six guys. Like, what's the visit do? What's uh, the helps you know who you're getting. I guess. What, for 10 minutes? I mean, like. No, it can be a, it can be a 30 minute meeting. I know, I mean, but you get my point. Like, really, you learn no, that much. I mean, if you sit down with somebody for 30 minutes in a, in a setting that's not the combine or, or the pro day where it's like stress and you're more relaxed and you're more yourself. I think a 30-minute conversation show you a lot of who a person is. Yeah, and, and you're probably right, but does it change the fact that they might not be interested in five receivers and they might be interested in only one? See, I don't I no, – it doesn't do that for me. But I think when you bring in a list of guys that you're interested in, it can help, you know, like rank, all right, this guy's ahead of this guy because we like his answer here. Or maybe he cares yeah. more. Like, I think there's, there's ways that you can rank guys out of the visits. I, I'll flip it this way. How about this? To make you feel it? better. They don't want to tip their hand at who they might be going to go get in the later first round that they could jump back into. Over the visits? Yeah. Uh. See that? So now if you don't know if they really like Traylon Burks or if they really like uh, Wilson from Ohio State or if they sure. really like Williams from Alabama. George Pickens. Or Pickens or mm-hmm. whoever. Yeah, yeah. That they're like, hey, we're going to go visit with this guy, but we're not going to visit the other ones. We don't want to even tip our hand in case we do want to get back on the route. See? That's where I'm going. Okay. So a smoke screen. Uh, kind of the, yeah, it's like a... It's like a reverse psychology smokescreen. Okay. There you go. I'm digging deep today here on the Tuesday. You certainly are, man. Let's get South Beach Gary uh, in real quick before we uh, take a break. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. What's happening, South Beach Gary? Hey, guys. Awesome. Help me out. Who won the uh, Brewers Orioles game yesterday? Oh. <laughs> no comment. <laughs> I'm so. Trust me. I almost. Yeah. Traumatized? Uh, yeah. It's, I, I had some tweets fired up, and I, I ended up deleting those tweets about the Brewers. So, yeah. <laughs> Hopefully it goes better at 710 Eastern time. Yeah. A couple couple quick things, Brad. You were talking about, you know, Trevor needing help. There were also times where Trevor showed very poor mechanics on several of his throws. So there's there's a lot of work Trevor still needs to do. And how about those Hurricanes, Brent? 13 wins in a row. Uh, Is that in baseball? Yes, 13 in a row. Wow, and I know they've got a couple of recent recruits, too. That's good, man. Miami baseball should be good. You know? Thanks, guys. You bet. Uh, Miami baseball has been down. It should be good. I mean, that's that's the you, man. In baseball, they should always be good. Uh, I will say this about the mechanics. I actually did ask Trevor a little bit about that because mm-hmm. uh, we don't hear it. I remember I said on the show, I think, yesterday, and he said uh, he actually I, – I don't know what you're referring to, South Beach, Gary, but he said they can get sloppy during the course of the season. And going back and looking at the tapes, some of the things did get sloppy. He went out to California and worked on some things. Nice. Like, that was a little under the radar. I don't think – I don't remember seeing that. But he was out in California working on some things. So that used to be such like a headline for guys like Bortles. Yeah. You know, to go oh, out yeah. there. Yeah. yeah. And, and I, I get it for obvious reasons. Yeah. But point being, to answer your question, South Beach Gary, well, Trevor's doing it too. Like yeah. he's more polished, no doubt. Doesn't have to do as much of that. Uh, but he's still working on that stuff. So it becomes second nature. And as the season goes along, he's not losing that. Yeah. So it makes sense. Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of quarterbacks have to address that. I think they that, all do. You know, right. yeah, and yeah. the biggest one, by the way, is football. Of course. Yep. Yep. Uh, we'll be back. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. Football at 5 rolls off.
Yeah, just, I mean, we've been, we started throwing a little bit all together. This is the first time we could use the facility. So um, offseason, obviously, most of those guys that are new didn't get here until right before we started OTAs. So they're trying to, you know, find places, all that. So didn't get to work with them much this offseason. So now we got a lot of time. You know, we have two weeks of just throwing our own. And then we'll have that period in, after those two weeks where we start getting out there with some coaches, some routes on air, all that stuff. So you got time to progress into it. I feel like we're in a good spot. That is Trevor Rewar. It's Jacksonville Jaguars quarterback. Good to hear from Trevor. Today, I got a chance to sit down with Trevor for an upcoming uh, show we're doing around the draft. By the way, we'll have a draft covered right here on ESPN 690. That'll be um, on the 28th of April. Uh, we will carry the draft, of course, right here on ESPN 690 and on the TV side, CBS 47, Fox 30. We do three hours of coverage that night, side-by-side coverage and a preview show, 7 to 10. And as Stuart Weber likes to say, it's really we're on from 4 p.m. on Action News Jack, CBS 47, Fox 30, all the way through about 1130. <laughs> so uh, he'll be in Las Vegas. Uh, we will be um, at uh, the stadium in Daly's place, and uh, we'll have a lot of fun with it. Did it last year. And we will do it the same with the Jaguars having the number one overall pick. Quite frankly, I'd like to uh, not do the three-hour shows anymore because that would mean the Jags aren't picking number one. Yeah, sure. Uh, but it kind of feels like number one with some of the – obviously, Trevor was such a big deal, uh, and it was kind of neat to celebrate it in that sense. Uh, this one has just a little bit more mystery to it. I don't know if it's got a lot of mystery, but it does have some mystery, and I think we'll still have intrigue leading well, up to the draft. And that was the beauty of having the number one pick last year was Trevor Lawrence was such a, a, a figure that, you know, he, he commanded the attention. You know what you're getting. This year, I mean, one could argue, do you cut to commercial with pick number one now? Because, well, I mean, is Aiden Hutchinson really going to command or is a, is a Walker going to command or an Evan Neal going to command, you know, the, the respect of the NFL networks and the executives alike? Or do they go, hey, we, we got a hot fire new subway commercial coming on the pipe. Let's go ahead and put that Jaguars pick uh, during, you know, during that commercial. So. It's funny you say that because that is such a prevalent topic. To the point where when I was having meetings last year about mm. this show, and this is something we had never done before. We've done a lot of sports uh, on the TV side, Action Sports Jacks, and we had never done it. And I said, and if you could have been in these meetings, I was like, I understand you guys don't live in the world we live in uh, because they just don't, right? I mean, we know that those commercials come on. We watch the drafts. We yes. know if you're a Jags fan, like, you hate that. Mm-hmm. Well, I had to really tell, and, and this wasn't like an ignorance on the part of our folks in the in the newsroom, but I just had to double check and, and say, hey, we on our special cannot go to break when they are on the clock. Yeah. Because they'll look like we're doing the same thing. Horrible. Yeah, people now, which was, emails. Which was tricky because we knew the NFL wasn't going to make the announcement for a good six, seven, eight minutes. Sure. Because that's why they do that, especially on the first pick. They've even said it, like, in hindsight. Like, the NFL called the Jags and said, do not call this in until, like, the seven-minute mark. Mm-hmm. Well, then the whole thing happened where they, they, didn't, they couldn't get him. Yeah. They cried, like, three times, and they couldn't get him because uh, he had bad cell service inside the house. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> so, um, but it was, it's interesting how much some of that stuff gets in your mind. I'm like, please do not go to break. <laughs> Until they make the pick. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and we have the reaction. All right. I got something, uh, t- something different for you. All right. If if you were going, you know Casey now. We've been around Casey for a little bit, right? I think I know him, yeah. I mean, All right. Pretty confident. So. Probably go on a match game and win that thing. Yeah. Okay. So this will be good. This is what I'm getting at here. So if I'm going to Starbucks for Casey, 
I said, hey, man, I'm going over. I'm going to get you. You want something? Sure. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I said, all right, text me what you want. Okay. And so I'm going to take some stuff off the menu at Star. I'm going to be like, is he a black coffee guy? Is he a hot white chocolate mocha guy? He's not a is hot, he a he's not a hot vanilla frappuccino guy? No, no, no. I think Casey's more of the traditional non-fancy style. Oh, are you, are you fancy? <laughs> Not really. I mean, so uh, he well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, get, Okay, give me some options of what. what, what okay, here's, right. what, here's the game. Obviously, you got him something, correct? I got him something. Okay, yeah. I don't know what it is. So give me like five different things, and I'll guess what he got. All right. So I, again, I go with the black coffee. Right. Okay. Or, or just a coffee. Just a coffee. Like, that's what I get. I get coffee. I don't yeah. get black coffee, but I get coffee. He's, he's not getting, I mean, he's, he's, he's a little more classier. A little that. more sophisticated? I think so. So black coffee's off the list. Okay. I said, uh, like, uh, what do we got? Hot white chocolate mocha. No. Um, no. Definitely not. Too complicated, though. We can go with the, uh, uh, let me get, there's a million frappuccinos. Mocha frappuccino blended beverage. Okay, and see, I don't know, like, I don't drink coffee, so I don't know what any of this is, but I know, okay. But that's okay. Right. That's, uh, my name is I okay. I don't my like name the, is okay. Uh, Hold on that, a second. No, hang on. That's going to go in the, in the maybe pile. Okay. Uh, salted caramel cream cold brew. It was warmer to, that, the, the, that's, that's the, my favorite right now, and go on. The cold brew is like a thing. Okay. Yeah, too. Um, and we'll go with the mango dragon fruit Starbucks refreshers. It is one of the things you mentioned for sure. Does does that have caffeine in it? Sure, it does. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't. Is it a coffee? It doesn't sound like a no, coffee. That's, no, that's like, like a, a smoothie. That's like a like a like a refreshing drink. Yeah, ice cold. It's like, like a lemonade, lemonade tea situation. Yeah. Okay. Which well, one? Are you what, what is it again? Mango dragon fruit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we go. So like it's a, between it's between the third one and the last one. Okay. I think Casey got the mango dragon fruit smoothie thing. Yeah, well, to, to to my surprise, Casey, what did you order yesterday from Starbucks? Uh, white chocolate mocha. <laughs> How disappointing is that? Okay. You, you think you know somebody. You know, so, you, <laughs> you share a space with somebody every single day. I see you more than I see my own kid. And, and here you drop the white chocolate mocha on me. Yeah. Uh, here's a little background, though. I've been yelled at multiple times by Brent Martineau when he's asked me what I want. I say, just whatever. Like, we were in it's, L.A. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I said, he said, what do you want? I said, just whatever you're getting. He yeah, said, nope, I'm going to make you pick. No, said, okay, okay. everyone's right. got to like, throw in the coffee go-to, though, don't they? That's like a thing. Not like I can I can get down with whatever. Like, okay. one time Liv was in here, and she went to Starbucks, and she was like, what do you want? I was like, whatever Brent got. Like, I can get down with whatever. But okay. at that day, I was like, you know what? Yeah. White chocolate mocha. Because I just don't text me. I said, don't tell me. Because you know the orders at Starbucks can be like yeah, insane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so that's, and I was like, does it come with an umbrella? <laughs> well, no, sir. The, the refresher does that you pick, though. Okay. Yeah, that probably does. The, the refresher sounds good, By the way, Steph gets the refresher and the refreshers. Refreshers. I would drink the refresher. That yeah. sounds good. It is actually really awesome. good. I'm all Like, set. I can drink whatever to that point, but I'm, I'm done telling Brent, like, whatever's fine. Okay. Because so, he gets mad about it. I did it today. I gave him, like, six true. different drink options. Okay, but I'm yeah, saying, so the, this, what is it? Tell you how much I buy for him. You know, for sure. That's true. What is this? This is a white chocolate mocha? Yeah, hot. Yeah. Okay, hot. So, like, is this white chocolate mocha? Is this something that's been like a go-to of yours, or do you just make something up? No, it's uh, it's, it's been, been a go-to. go-to. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. For a bit. Hmm. Okay, so I got a new one today, though, right? 
Yep. Well, because so then I, I was coming back from the Jags. I was a couple minutes late. And I'm like, listen, I might stop real quick, get something to eat. And he said I'd save his life today if I got something to eat for him. Because I'm here all night for the Jumbo Show. Yeah. So, and I can't dude, leave. Dude, he's, got action sports shacks on, he's got Action Sports Shacks on tea right after. Yeah. I said, no problem. So I go get uh, a sandwich, and it comes with some meals. So it comes with, a, like, a drink. And I'm like, well, I had kind of ordered already and then sent the text. So this was on, on me that I didn't ask what to get him for sure. the drink. Sure, sure, sure. And so now I'm like guessing. Yeah. I'm like, so what's the go-to if you're getting somebody a drink but you don't know what they want? Like, and, that and is a good. That's a good. Like topic. you're you're at the. I mean, you're at like a fast food place, right? I mean, so it's like Coke, Diet Coke. It was, it's like Mountain Dew. Yeah. It's Dr Pepper. It's they usually have like a lemonade of some sort. I mean, it could be so, a water. It could be. If it was me, and once again, I've never had the conversation with with beverages with Casey before. But if I was going to get Casey a beverage at like a fast food joint or like a you know like a real quick restaurant, stop in, stop out, I would go with an unsweetened iced tea. Uh, that was actually that's actually that's pretty close. good. Like I mean, is that, what did Casey say? Uh, I didn't even see you talking about. He, I, he said, "Would you be happy with that, Casey?" I wouldn't be upset. Okay, cool. By the way, Casey is pretty easy too. Yeah, um, thank you. Because he said, like, he's like, I'm not like I even asked. I told him I was getting a steak sandwich. He said yeah. with onions. I said has onions on. He's like, well. So like, I don't really care for onions, but it doesn't matter. I'll make whatever works. Casey, yeah, nice. what would you get me? He did say sweet tea if that's an option, by the way. Oh, sweet tea. See, I didn't think you're a sweet tea guy. He yeah. said he said Coke you Zero if it's not. If neither, pick something. I don't give a bleep. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I said. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, what did I get you? Oh, yeah. It, so they had, it's so they red. Had, start with that. It was uh, oh, cherry was that limeade. Ooh. I thought that was a pretty good poll. That yeah. sounds good. Yeah. I know, I'm not mad at it. It's yeah, pretty yeah. good. That yeah. sounds good. So I got cherry limeade. But and then they did actually have Coke Zero, but it was already too late. So um, <laughs> I'm not mad at it. But I, but it got me thinking when I was there. I was like, okay, what is that go-to? Like, do you like Coke Zero has become a thing? Is do you get them Coke or Diet Coke? Yeah. Like the more people want Coke or Diet Coke, do you just go with like a lemonade? Uh, like I said, I just go with, with an iced tea or an iced tea. Like, yeah, because like, yeah, like, like, is it? I mean, I no, I, 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 have, I have friends that don't like iced tea. But, oh really? Then, yeah, I make fun of them. But, but then iced yeah, tea is like. Yeah, but it's sweet or unsweet too, right? No, I, I'll go unsweet. Like because like unsweet, you can add stuff. You to can it. add to it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Once it's sweet, then it's like it's game over. There's some restaurant around here that I go to at least more than once that doesn't have sweet tea. They only have unsweet tea. Like I can't remember who it is, but it's so weird. I make fun of them every time. I, I love that spot. I can't stand sweet tea. Anyways, Casey, the question I would, was, I got the question. Okay, I would get you water. My I've man. never well, seen you drink anything well, other than that. My man, yeah, you don't count. It's my man, you don't count. You're not a human. What do you mean I'm not human? Yeah, I mean, it's like, you know, these guys don't put soda in their body. I mean, we're talking I'm about a, people that are trying to kill themselves by eating unhealthy. No, I eat unhealthy. Like hey, first of all, I eat unhealthy, so you should see me on the weekends. Yeah, but you haven't right? had a soda in, like, well, yeah, I can't stay 15 soda. years, probably. Yeah, no, that's what, true. Seriously, when's the last time you had soda? Not with an alcoholic beverage? Like, that was yeah. mixed with something? <laughs> um, oh, man, I think I had a Mountain Dew, like, for Christmas, like, when I was... <laughs> This is like back when I played for the Jaguars, I think it was. I had a Mountain Dew at my friend's house. Yeah. I, I got sick after. I mean, my, so much sugar. I'm sorry. My my wife has like an IV hooked up in the house to her. Yeah. Well, Diet Coke. Yeah. <laughs> IV. Like, hey, I'll say this though. I mean, I will like, <laughs> like, like, like as far as like a, like a chocolate shake or a vanilla shake, I'll, I'll down those all day. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, it's like, expensive. I'm buying. Well, I mean, at like a burger restaurant or something, you know, like I'll, cool. I'll get a vanilla shake. You so and Ty I can go there. I mean, Ty's a shake guy. Let's go, Ty. A little shamrock shake. Yeah. Uh, it's probably gone now. He's more the cinnamon uh, at the, uh, or the, what's it called? The peppermint cinnamon? one at the, oh, um, oh at Chick-fil-A. At Chick-fil-A, yeah. yeah. Never had that. Good? 
Uh, it is excellent. Okay, I'll check it out. I mean, seriously, like I, I take an hour out of my day. I take yeah. an hour out of my day during that season. Yeah. So that's a good dad. Yeah, no, it's to it. go sit in that line at Chick Fil A. Yeah, but and it, get first two of all, of don't complain about the Chick Fil A line because it goes by quick. It does go by pretty yeah. quick. But it's that line, very, can be, no, it's, they're it's, revamping it over there. At the no, I get it. It's, it's it's a thick line, but it goes by fast. So, and then I think I might have told you this when it happened. But yeah. like one of the last times, we didn't know if they were still selling yeah. them, and it fell spill. over, yeah. spill over in my car. Mm-hmm. I mean, it probably still smells like peppermint in there. Is that a bad thing though? Probably not. It's gonna clear those sinuses right up. I was so pissed. Get to clear those sinuses right up, though. Yeah, that's true. All right, what are you getting? I mean, Coke, uh, right? I need Diet Coke. Oh, Diet Coke? Yeah. Oh, I'm you know a bad friend. I will say this. Yeah. I would have got him a Coke. See, like, I'm to the, I drank so much Coke in uh, high school. <laughs> yeah. Like, seriously, soda, it yeah. was Coke. That was the choice. Yeah. Right? And then, I, now, I don't know when it was in my life that I got onto the Diet Coke. Yeah. But now, if I have a Coke, it's like... You can say awful. Yeah, yeah. Like See, the, the headache s- is like I'm almost the same instantaneous. Way with any carbonated sugary beverage. It is weird. Like shout it, out to my grandma. She used to say that if I if I ate sugar, I get worms in my stomach. So that's why I never really ate sugar. About that. So yeah, yeah but like worked. I couldn't even get you that lemonade because that stuff's laced with sugar. Oh too. no, I, I can't do lemonades. So you were right, Casey. You got to get water. Yeah, get water. I mean, yeah. Anything else? Uh, maybe an iced tea would be fine with no sugar in it. But besides that, water's I all good. I find in my life when I go get people stuff like that, and I don't know what to get. I'm really stressed out about it. Yeah, yeah, I want to yeah, get yeah. the right call for it. No, for sure. I don't want them to have a miserable experience. Doing your due diligence, man. We appreciate that. So then I'm the easiest person to buy stuff you for. You are. Me, I, huh? I, and by the way, I appreciate that about you. And that's I just why I want to let you know. Keep taking you up on your offers. That's it. And then sometimes even <laughs> when you don't offer. No, I'm the easiest because I don't want anything. We'll be back. Action yeah. Sports Jackson. <laughs> That's true. You don't want it. You eat I'm at good. 4 o'clock every day. I'm good. <laughs> we'll be back on ESPN 690. I don't know if you could come up with more challenges besides getting injured your rookie year than we had. So um, I'm sure I could give a little bit of advice. I think just coming in and... Some of the stuff, like I said, when I got here last year, is just coming in and earning the respect of your teammates. That's stuff you can do that it doesn't take any talent, doesn't take any any skill, whatever. You just come in and do things the right way and treat people right. I think that's going to be big. And then really just buy into what we're trying to, you know, make the culture here. And I think Coach Peterson has a clear vision of that. The whole staff does. And now let's get all the players on board. (laughs) Jags quarterback Trevor Lawrence said, I'm... Not laughing at Trevor's comments. I thought they were great, but I guess we haven't cleared the goose controversy quite yet mm-hmm. because we have breaking news now on the ESPN 69 or ESPN 69, 690. Uh, we'll call it the telephone wire, whatever you want to call it. The geese, so uh, keep in mind, the geese have hatched this morning. So there seems to be three or four, or maybe five of those little buggers running around now in the parking lot. With the mom, with the dad, the family stayed together, which is great to see. But now they've made it a habit of, I guess, walking around the parking lot and maybe attacking people as well. I, I don't know why these these dang geese just can't move away and go to the suburbs and live a good life. I know. I don't know why they have to hassle us so much. Yeah. Like, who, who does it benefit? You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Yeah. Well, which leads me to believe that maybe these geese aren't the nicest geese in, in the flock, if no. you will. No. Right? And, and, and maybe, like, if I take a hose and, you know, just... A little water every once in a while. Maybe they have it coming. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying, right? I've ran across nicer geese. No, for sure. In case you almost got attacked uh, after the UFC fight, you had to come back here because you're putting the hours in. By the way, hey, 
putting the hours in, by the way. Yeah, here I was, 2.45 a.m. Yeah. Goose is over here by the water. Yeah. Sees me coming in. I'm like, okay. He's like walking. I'm like, bro, I'm right by the door. Yeah. Come out. He's dangerously closer. Yeah. And just decides, I'm going to run at you. By the way, what kind of narcotics are these geese doing where they're up at 2.45? Sleep, dude. I'm saying. Sleep. I, I'm disappointed I'm, to be up. I know you're mad to be up. I, um, yeah, I have never seen that because you know, obviously there's a female goose and there's there's the father goose. And we see the female goose all the time because she's with her chicks. She's with the, is it called chicks? Are, are baby geese chicks? Sure. Right? Okay, we'll call them chicks. And if she's, they're not, I don't have the respect enough. To and if not, who cares, right? Yeah. So yeah, she's with the chicks. And then the, 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 you know, the father, the dad... Sometimes he's there, sometimes he's not. Sometimes he might be galled. I don't know what he's doing, right? Mm-hmm. Might, might be a deadbeat dad as far as we know, but right now he's with his kids, so it's all good. The information checks out. But my point is, hey, sleep a little bit. Casey shouldn't have to come here at 2.45 in the morning and get attacked, all right? <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying. Get, get, just clock out every once in a while. Jeez, that's ridiculous, especially in pitch. And no one wants to get attacked by a goose in pitch dark either. Like, at least when it's the daytime, you kind of see him coming a little bit. You kind of got your bearings at night, dude. Freaks come out at night. You know what I'm saying? And that's, that's a song. Yeah. That's Houdini coming at you. Hey, real quick before we go, we haven't mentioned it yet, Casey, but kind of uh, some big games tonight. We've got the playing tournament uh, taking place tonight. Uh, Brooklyn Nets, Cleveland Cavaliers, Minnesota yeah. Timberwolves taking on the Los Angeles Clippers. Uh, starting at 7 o'clock here. Check your local listings. What do you like in those games? Yeah, so it's funny. Uh, the whole entire day yesterday, not one person corrected me. Not not that you guys even heard me talk about it. Not Brian Middleton. Not anybody on social media. Oh, yeah, we thought the game was I thought yesterday. the game was yesterday. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so, so, hey, so did I. We did a whole 20-minute thing <laughs> nice. about who was going to win the games. So, <laughs> huh, you know, go back and check that out if you're looking for that. But, um, yeah, yeah. Uh, so... I, listen, I think, I said this to Brian, he laughed at me, but forget him, he's not here, he's going to tag my geese. Um, <laughs> the Nets are what, the, like, the Nets are the Nets, I get that. You got Kyrie, you got KD, and that's pretty much it. You don't have Ben Simmons. You don't have, you definitely don't have Ben Simmons. Yes. The Cavs are deeper, in my opinion. Okay. So, if, unlikely, but if KD's off, if Kyrie's off, yeah. the Cavs, I think, are deep enough to outscore the bench of the Nets and potentially put on a good game. I know it'd be a big upset, but I'm picking the Cavs yeah. just because I, I kind of want to see it. And then on the other side is the one I struggle with because <sighs> Paul George, great. Yeah. Uh, probably, arguably the best player on the floor, but then you got Cat, you got Anthony Edwards. Yeah, I mean, and I get what you're saying there. I just think nobody really wants to play the Timberwolves right now. You know, I, I think they're a team that's kind of found their identity a little bit, and that goes through KAT, Cat, and I like the Timberwolves. And I, I mean, I'm, I guess I'm kind of taking chalk here a little bit. I do like the Nets as well because, and I agree with you, I think the Cavs are definitely deeper right now. But if you have Kevin Durant playing all but two minutes in that game, like, he could be the difference maker. And there's just – I feel like Kevin Durant kind of picks it up a notch in the playoffs or, you know, the, the play-in game, if you want to call it. So I think the Nets win pretty handedly. And I think the Timberwolves game could be a little closer, but give it going to give the T-Wolves as well. Hey, we'll be at DeBole's House of Cards tomorrow, um, opening up some more packs, I hope. I got it. I called it last week. I failed, even though – I did pull a $125 card, but in the moment, it just didn't feel right. I didn't even give it a bang, but we're going there tomorrow for that redemption tour, Casey, because it's been a little bit, right? We've come a long ways since Jamar Chase season's greetings, two of three, yeah. right? We we have to redeem ourselves in some capacity, and that's going to be through Brent Martineau's checkbook as yes. he buys us the most expensive of the yeah. Bowie's House of Cards blaster boxes. That'll be tomorrow. For Casey Kurtz, pushing all the right buttons, I'm Austin Lane. Have a good night. Stay casual. Be safe. We're out. Peace.